welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour, uh, SB Nation's NFL podcast. I had to think about that for a minute, Steve, and I, like, it's like we've never done this before or something. Every uh, week, it's a new thing. <laughs> every week, you never know, and I'm telling you, that's the thing in the NFL right now. Every week, sometimes the weeks feel like a year. <laughs> this week only felt like about six months, I'll have to say, though. Unless you're Cam Newton, then I think you're probably feeling like this weekend can be over soon enough. Well, I mean, it, actually, it seems like he doesn't care. No, it doesn't. Like, we, we haven't heard anything from him. He, he's kind of keeping a low profile, so I'm not sure. It's pretty incredible. So, what happened? Oh, by the way, I'm Ryan Van Bibber, SB Nation NFL. With me, as always, Stephen White. We, uh, you know, if we do this thing every week, so... I just assume you probably knew us by now, but if you're if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, we're glad to have you here. And right now, we're going to talk about Cam Newton. Yesterday, was asked by a beat reporter. If you haven't heard this story yet, and if you haven't heard this story, please tell me what cave you're living in, and if there are any caves available in that neighborhood, because I maybe would like to move in with you. But anyway, um, so Cam Newton. Uh, Female beat reporter in um, Charlotte asked Cam Newton about, uh, I think it was Devin Funches, one of the receivers, you know, on a route combination that they'd had together. And Cam Newton laughed it off and said, oh, it's funny when uh, female reporters ask me about routes, people running routes. And, well, here we are. Obviously, uh, he is. It's generated some controversy, and uh, that is the big story in the NFL today. Yeah, I mean, you would hate you hate that stories like this overshadow the games, but it seems like every week there's something new, and this time it's just a totally unforced error. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So here's the thing, it, because I, I kind of feel like looking at my tweet, Twitter feed, um, the story has kind of gotten thrown around now. Like people are kind of, uh, it's kind of like playing telephone. The story has kind of changed. People keep kind of changing the story. So so I, I feel like I've thought about this quite a bit since yesterday. Um, I, I feel like we just need to really take a look at what happened. You know, from from a clinical perspective, she asked a question that was not about routes. That's one thing I keep people saying. She asked about routes. She didn't ask about routes. Yeah. What she was asking about was Devin Funches's. I don't even know if you say it that way. Devin Funches. I'm not the one to ask. (laughs) Development at wide receiver, and in the course of asking that, she asked. Uh, how do you feel about him now that he's running his routes more physically? Now that uh, he's hitting the truck stick a little bit. Yeah. But here's the thing: so it's not like she was asking what is the hot route against the blitz on third and five, right? And so the there are, there are people who are trying to spin this as he was complimenting her. That would be like complimenting her, an NFL beat writer who has been evidently covering the Panthers for over a year. Yeah. That would be like complimenting her on just knowing the word route. Because th- this wasn't some kind of uh, uh, smart thing she picked up from watching film. 
She was just asking about Devin Funches. And that's what makes this whole situation even worse. Because there was no, there was nothing, nothing that you would think would trigger somebody to think, oh, hey, this person that does this for a living actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the clear mm-hmm. implication of what Cam Newton was making it seem like because she was a woman. She might not even know what the word route means. Yeah. Literally. I mean, that's that's what he's saying. He's, it, it's funny. What he said was, it's funny to me to hear a, a, a female. And we all know if, if you're grown enough, you know that when you hear a guy say female, it's probably some <laughs> oh, bullshit yeah. that's coming after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but he said, you know, to hear a female talk about routes, she literally only mentioned routes. Yeah, she didn't ask what it was. What was a nine route versus a cell route versus a crosser? She was saying in the contest, she's asking about Devin Funches and how he's gotten better as a receiver. She just mentioned the word route. Yeah, so he went out of his fucking way to be a Neanderthal about this, and to make it worse, he never apologized. No, I mean, the, shame, the, the shame of it all, <laughs> Ryan, is that after he just for. Who knows what reason blurted out this sexist bullshit at this woman reporter? He went on to actually give a pretty good answer about Devin Funches. Mm-hmm. If you watch the rest of it, yeah. If if he if he decides to actually, you know, I don't know, use that off button in your head that tells you not to say dumb, stupid, racist, sexist, bigoted bullshit. Yep. Especially not with the microphone on you and and, and the cameras all around you then the answer would have been a very substantive answer. Yeah. But, for, but but just for motivations unknown, he, I don't know if he thought she would take that as a compliment, but, but I mean, it was just absurd to just, out of everything she said, he just focused in on the word route and said it was funny to hear a female talk about routes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and so I'm seeing some people actually trying to defend Cam Newton. And, oh, he was complimenting her. Oh. If you think that's a compliment, you probably just as much of a sexist dumbass as he is. Oh, God. Yeah. But, but, but here's the thing. I, yeah, people usually do well with analogies. If you can make them understand uh, uh, if, you know, how they were feeling in that situation, sometimes that that's a better route to go than just saying, hey, you should feel bad about this or be upset about it. So I've been thinking about how do I put this? Well, I came up with this. To me, it would be a similar situation as there's a realtor that's renting a house in a, in a very nice neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a house, it's a multifamily house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's made for families. They prefer to rent to families. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got all these people there, but there's only one black person. Mm-hmm. So as they, they do the open house, people start asking the realtor questions. You know, um, what's the property value like out here? What's the crime rate like out here? Yeah. And then finally, the black guy ha- opens up his, I mean, he, he holds up his hand and says, hey, I have a question. Um, how are the schools in this neighborhood? And the realtor <laughs> looks at him and says, oh, it's so funny to me that a black person would ask about school. That to me is the exact same thing. The as racist as that made up realtor was with that comment is as sexist 
as Cam Newton was with his comment. <laughs> yeah. Because the realtor is assuming that this black person who came to an open house to look at this in this nice neighborhood wouldn't want to be concerned about what everybody else in that room would normally be concerned about. Who doesn't go buy a house and ask about the schools in the neighborhood? Yeah. But because it's a black person, <laughs> it's just so funny to me to hear a black person ask about school. Yeah. So however offended you would be by a realtor saying that to the one black person in the room, it's how offended you should be about Cam Newton saying that about a woman in that situation. Because here's the thing. And, and you hear, you see dumbasses online. I swear I do. You know, the one thing I don't understand, Ryan, what I don't understand is a lot of these dudes don't have to show that they're this stupid. Like no. nobody's forcing them to tweet and defend Cam Newton. But all these guys are are, are lining up to defend Cam uh, Newton. Uh, and I'm just like, really? Like, I, I mean, I, how do you look at that and not get that? Okay, first of all, here here's a comment. Oh, well, a lot of women don't know about yeah. routes. Again, she didn't ask about, you know, who, who's the best one-on-one matchup or something like that. She wasn't asking some super technical question, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, this is not some random woman walking down the street that he <laughs> that ran into or somebody at a fan fest or something of that nature. This is a woman doing her fucking job. And this is her job. On the beat, in that locker room, every day for over a year. For over a year. So then how, do you, how, how can your little pea brain... Find a way to justify that. Because even Cam, who sounds... <laughs> I mean, we, we don't have uh, a recorded audio of what they spoke about privately, but evidently privately, yeah, um, he expressed to her that, according to her, he expressed to her that he didn't believe that she would know uh, much more than who was getting open on any particular route. Which, yeah. again, has absolutely nothing to do <clears throat> with her initial question. Yeah, but even if you believe that he didn't laugh, you think, and as long as Cam Newton has been playing quarterback, that there haven't been men asking him questions about routes, actual questions about actual routes. Oh yeah. And has he ever, ever considered laughing? It's just so funny here. A male talk about routes. Yeah. And and I can promise you. There's a lot of dudes in that room. They might not admit it. They probably couldn't have some kind of technical conversation about football. Oh, no. Hell no. I mean, and and that's that's the thing, too, is mm. so many of these people acting like, well, women don't. She, she, this is her job. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that didn't, that never played football. They do a hell of a job of covering football. Yeah. Because it's their job. That's what they're paid to do. Yeah. And, and you, shit, you look at coaches. How many coaches? There's a bunch of coaches that never played college football. Never played. Or they were on the team. They walked on or something. Yeah. Never got in the game. And they're good coaches. Yeah. So what, what do you say to them? The same way they learn, whatever way they learn, she can learn. Yeah. But it's funny. What the fuck is funny about it, Cam? And, and what I don't understand, here's my thing, Ryan. How long does it take to send out a press release? 
I, I mean, it should, you know, minutes. It could, you, it's conceivably could be done in 10 minutes. I mean, you know. I mean, I, mean, I see these kids committing to colleges and they have their own little press release. They typed up oh, themselves. Shit. Yeah. Phone with 15 teams on there. Well, I've, I narrowed it down to my top 105 teams. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me in all this time, and we know that Cam is aware that this is a situation. Why? Because it's, it's, it's so obviously a bad look that the Carolina Panthers issued a statement. Yeah, that night, hours after the fact. I don't know. Maybe I'm not on the right part of the internet, but I haven't seen Cam Newton's statement. No, nope. have you? No, he hasn't said a word yet. And the Panthers could only relay that he expressed regret because he didn't apologize. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's, <laughs> it's so easy to 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 come back from stuff like this if you would just apologize. Ah, uh, yeah. If you just if you just say you're sorry, and and, and even. You know, there's people that aren't even sincere. Yeah. And, and, and we let them get away with apologizing. We had a politician oh God, yeah. uh, body slam a reporter right before he won <laughs> yeah. election. And he apologized and nobody really brings it up anymore. Nope. He's in concrete. He's forgiven. So I just don't understand. We, we were talking about it before the podcast started. I keep saying this, but I really am going to start that PR agency. Yeah. I'm going to start a PR agency. And all my the whole of my advice is gonna be, oh yeah, you did that, okay, yeah, okay, apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Two words. Now, now cut the check. <laughs> that, that, that's gonna be my whole thing, right? <laughs> Every time, and, and and I'm gonna make all the money in the world because it's that fucking easy. <laughs> and so you look at it, and Cam has started to lose endorsements over this now, and we still haven't heard from him. No, that's that's just ridiculous. I mean, my God, like even on the spot, once he realized that what he said, he, you know, he just like you could have you you'd think most people or maybe not most people after how many years of active on the Internet, I, nothing surprises me about people anymore. But like you, you'd think like, hey, oh, shit, I said this. That's a bad look. I better. CYA as soon as possible and say something positive. Had that conversation with the reporter after he said that on the podium been, listen, I apologize. I shouldn't have said that that was out of line or something to that extent instead of just dismissing her again. The whole, this whole thing would have been, could have been blown over by now. And that's why I kind of feel like the Panthers dropped the ball on this. Yeah. Yeah, because because you're there, you see this going down in real time. I'm sure at his press conference there was some PR guy there. Oh just yeah, in case. there there always is. Oh, so you see this go down, the internet catches on fire. You don't go to him and tell him, "Look, get your ass in there and apologize." Yeah, I mean, I, look, you might have to say it that way, but that needs to be the fucking sentiment. Yeah, because this is your starting. This is your franchise quarterback. Yeah, even even if you're not saving him him from himself you're trying to save your team some bad press yeah so if you're a pr professional for the panthers you have done a shitty job so far yeah like this is almost a fireable offense that you can go to him and say man look you fucked up you need to apologize yeah right now whether you whether you believe you fucked up or not i'm a pr professional i'm telling you you fucked up 
Just like you didn't acknowledge that she knows what her job is. Yeah. You trying to tell me I don't know what my job is. I do, and you are fucking up. So get in there and apologize. And then he doesn't lose these endorsements. Who's his agent? Is his? Does I he have, have one no... of those? Fan, I, I don't. Without, I don't want to say because I don't know this, and without looking it up, but like, <clears throat> I like, I'm not sure who his agent is. I have a feeling it's not like a Tom Condon or like, you know, the usual group of agents that you, you kind of expect to see for most, you know, guys at that level of, uh, you know, that level of notoriety in sports. Um, surely his dad's not his agent. Oh my God. Nah, his, his dad isn't. He um, got a real, I actually agent. think, I think he has a legit agent. He I can't does. remember what it is. Well, because... it's like, where's that fucking person on the phone too? It's like, bruh. You're losing and, and money. You're going to lose money the longer you let this hang out there. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The subcontext <laughs> of this is if a guy knows he's, you know, he sees everybody complaining. Mm-hmm. We know he's on social media. Everybody's lighting his mention. Oh, up. fuck yeah. Okay. It's on Sports Center. It's on whatever sports channel he watches. And let me tell you, every dude lies and say they don't read the newspaper or watch oh, yeah. Sports Center when they're playing. I'm here to tell you it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh, yeah. If you didn't know it before, let me go ahead and tell you Santa Claus isn't real and neither <laughs> is the Easter Bunny and every professional athlete watches the news. Yeah. So there's no way he avoided this. And so at some point you have to say to yourself, there's got to be people telling him he needs to apologize, but he still ain't doing it. Mm-mm. So that tells you, that, listen, this was easy. This was easy. This was so easy yesterday. I just kept looking and waiting for him to put out a statement. Hopefully it wouldn't have been in that stupid ass front he uses on his on his Instagram post. Oh yeah. But but I mean Comic Sans would have been better, but whatever. <laughs> it's always something to the effect of I fucked up, I apologize. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. kept waiting and I'm waiting and I wake up this morning and I'm checking and wait, did he still what the fuck? Yeah. And like I said, at some point. You got to quit blaming everybody else around him because it's apparent that the Panthers know he fucked up. I'm sure uh, his agent knows he fucked up. Now that he's losing endorsements, whoever his business manager is, know he's fucked up. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure all these people have told him he's fucked up. So now why don't we have an apology yet? That's the real question. And, and like, and back to the team PR that of all, like of all the teams in the NFL for as, PR sensitive as they all are. And for as averse to like, how much have we heard about distractions this season? You know what I mean? For all the teams in the NFL that are averse to distraction, there might not be a team more averse to distraction than the Panthers. I mean, that's the one franchise that hates headlines that aren't I mean, glowingly the, positive the play- about them. The players are so scared to protest that yeah. they actually went to the went to the owner and asked if they could. Yeah, which is which is interesting. That, that's an interesting dynamic when you go ask somebody for permission for permission to protest. Yeah, but but that's a whole another story for a yeah. whole another day. I mean, the guy just Sunday after they got permission, he he, he puts his his fist up in the air after he scores the touchdown. Yeah, and you know, Cam kind of went all lives matter last year. Yeah, he did. And a lot of people wouldn't fuck with him after that. Mm-mm. But, you know, you throw the fist up, and, and he has some very complimentary things to say of Cap lately. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like maybe he's about to start winning people back over. And then you pull this bullshit. Three days and later. 
And let me say this too, in a general fashion. If you're still the kind of dumbass that thinks women belong in the kitchen and not watching sports, and you made it this far in the podcast, let me tell you something else about yourself. The dumbest shit I get from people on Twitter generally comes from guys. Yeah. Okay. I get all kind of dumbass tweets at me to the point where that's the whole reason why I stopped tweeting about the Bucks. I used to actually show the Bucks a little extra attention, stuff I wasn't even getting paid for. Yeah. Just because it's the Bucks. I played for them. I still live here. Yeah. And, and, and fans wanted to hear, you know, breakdowns and stuff with all 22, what went wrong kind of stuff. And I'm having to argue with a guy two years ago that's telling me that Mike Evans is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I, I, put it, I put it together on one of those posts with all the tweets in them and stuff. I can't even remember the name of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still have that. I still have that evidence that somebody, <laughs> somebody argued me down that Mike Evans was trash. And, 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 and to the point where... <laughs> Listen, it wasn't even just that. Like it was worse. Yeah. Because what I the 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 comment I kept making to him was his, his point was Mike Evans w- w- had a lot of drops that year. Yeah. What is his so rookie my, year what, too? If I remember. No, no, it correctly. was it was like his second or third. Year. I think it was his oh. third. Um, dang, he's getting old, which means I'm getting old. But that's <laughs> that's another story. But um, that's he, on the old he, play, he had old a game that year. Where he had like six drops in one game because it was raining the whole game. It was against the Giants. Yeah. And and but <laughs> on the positive side, he had over two hundred yards receiving in that game. Yeah. So, but the but the six drops skewed his stance. Mind you, like I said, it was a driving rain that it, he ended up having the most drops in the league that year because he might. I think he might have ended up with a total of uh, ten. Which means in the other fourteen games he only had four drops, but with the six in that one game he had ten. Makes it look like he had butterfingers, right? So I kept telling him, I said, "Well, look, man, if you take away that one game, he he he's he's it's four drops in fourteen games." I said, "You can't take that game away, but you can't also you also can't ignore the fact that he only had four drops in the other fourteen games. That's pretty impressive." And this dude kept arguing me down. No, no, no. He's terrible. He's trash. So understand this. You can look down your nose at women if you want to. But I know plenty of them, especially those on my timeline and the ones that I follow, that will argue your ass under the table about football. And they won't break a sweat doing it. Oh, hell no. So don't even think just because you have a male genitalia that you somehow are superior in knowledge to uh, a woman. Because I know plenty of them that'll make you look stupid and then just walk away and just leave you standing there looking dumb. Yeah. So I, I, the whole this whole situation is like a Twitter fight. I'm used to seeing gender wars on Twitter. I'm not used to seeing a franchise quarterback get up there and further this kind of bullshit. No. Just kind of get back in the kitchen Neanderthal no. thought that that I would have th- thought in 2017 we'd been over with, yeah. but of course a lot of shit that we seem to be going backwards on these days. So I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. No, and like you know the frustrating thing for me, obviously it's like you know we talked about you just like just fucking up the dumbness of not just apologizing and then just the sexist remarks is is it it's real hard 
And, you know, I try not to get too much into the weeds of media stuff because I know that's not interesting to most folks out there. Hell, it's not that interesting to me, to be quite honest with you. But, like, the particulars of media stuff. But it's real hard to find, I mean, the interesting, unique voices in NFL coverage. A lot of the same people been doing it a lot of the same ways for 30, 40 years now, and people get sick of it. And part of that is you've got to find new voices for this. You've got to be able to find people that want to come talk about the NFL because they have a different perspective and they're not doing the same thing that's been done over and over and over again for 30 years. That's why I think, you know, I think SB Nation over the years has had a good collection of folks here. We got Steven, we got Jeff, we got the smart ex-players that cover this stuff. Hell, we had PFT Commenter. I I think he definitely brought a different perspective to NFL coverage. We got Gina Thomas. We got Sarah Hardy. I mean, these are, we have a lot of diverse people and voices that work here. And you want that, not just because it's a quota or something like that. You want that because it's the only way to make this shit interesting. You gotta have this stuff. And stuff like this sucks because it ultimately reinforces the sexism that, women reporters have to face or the racism that black reporters and writers have to face online and the internet and stuff. It it just reinforces shit like that and makes it ultimately even harder to find interesting new voices to come cover the NFL or other sports too. But obviously I'm mostly concerned with the NFL, but it just like, that's it. It sucks. And, And there's so many, uh, great women voices yeah uh, when it comes to all sports but definitely the nfl as yeah. well I, I follow a bunch of them yeah and like i said I, look i follow men and nfl media and i follow women in nfl media and let me tell you son there's some men in nfl media who fucking who are fucking terrible whose every prediction seems like they pulled it out their <laughs> yeah. ass <laughs> yeah. who watch film but don't know what the fuck they watching and I I just watch them post videos online sometimes and just explain it exactly wrong. Yeah. So again, but but you know what? Won't won't a single one of those guys ever ever have to prove their football knowledge to one of these fucking knuckle draggers on Twitter? No, not and at all. Every single woman who I follow on Twitter has at least one time had to respond to some jackass asking her what what gives her the quote-unquote, you know, right or knowledge to to talk about football. Like it's some kind of fucking uh, <laughs> cosmic gift uh, sent down from Galactus that, 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 that only men yes. are worthy of or some shit. Yes. Like you can't just buy plenty of books or read or watch, you know, film or watch different shows and learn everything you need to know about football. This shit isn't rocket science. No. This is not astrophysics. <laughs> I mean, I pr- listen. Uh, it, 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 you, we, we, trust me. I understand. We, we in NFL media kind of wanted to seem like we are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the the, the bearers of the ring, the the chosen <laughs> few, uh, the ones that granted the the special privilege yes. of this football knowledge. But even if that was the case, some of these guys were left behind. Yeah, I've seen their posts. Oh. I've seen their tweets. They don't know what the fuck they talking about either. So this this idea that okay, well, uh, women don't know about football. How about this? Maybe the women you're around don't talk about football around you 
Because you know you're gonna be an asshole yeah. if they bring it up. Yeah. Even if they're right and you're wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe that says a lot more about you than it does about them. Yeah. Because I promise you, that's one of the main complaints. If you actually <laughs> like women and, and don't mind showing them that you appreciate them, they'll actually talk to you. And when you know what, the, what, what one of the most common complaints is that every single time if a woman says anything about sports, and it's almost especially football, then here come the sexist remarks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get in the kitchen. Get a sandwich. Yep. All of this dumb shit instead of actually arguing on the points. You want to know why? Because a lot of these dudes don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And it's a lot easier for them to hide behind they get in the com- get in the kitchen or yeah. make a sandwich comment other than admitting that they was wrong. Yeah. But but if a guy, man, <laughs> look, men are the most sensitive animals on this planet. If, if, if you should see some of these dudes, if you ask them what their qualifications are to talk football, they'll go ballistic. Oh yeah, call you all kind of names, everything but a child of God. But then every single woman who says anything about the NFL, even the ones who work in NFL media, says anything, or they say something that that person doesn't like, then it becomes a well, you don't know because you're a woman type situation. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I mean, it's, we shouldn't still be here. Yeah. But let's be honest about something too. A lot mm. of these people that are getting on Cam's ass today talk real bad about women every other day of the week. Yeah. And and, and sports radio? Uh, are we gonna pretend that sports radio is some kind of enlightened medium? <laughs> oh where, shit! No. Where, where <laughs> side jocks respect women's <laughs> opinions about football and yeah. stuff? So let's just let, let's be honest about all of it. You know me. I'm 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 like let's be honest, but let's not be honest just about one thing. Let's be honest about it all. We all can do better when it comes to respecting women's opinions about sports. Yeah, we all can. Some of us can do a hell of a lot better than others. Yeah, but at least hopefully this conversation by some stupid ass sexist comments by Cam Newton can lead to all of us holding each other more accountable. Because if you are on Cam's ass today, I'm going to be on your ass on Monday when you back on your bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too. You wonder, and, like, all the... I, the Internet stuff the, is the most... I mean, obviously, you know, we're close to that because we work online. But just, like, it sucks. It's worse because it's just, like, all these shit balls can hide behind, you know. I mean, you don't you don't really have to put your name to it if you're just saying that shit online. You can call somebody the N-word. You can call a, tell a woman to get back in the kitchen. You can say all these things about people and then just go back to your fucking computer screen and not have to deal with it. It's, it's just, it's, ugh. It's, it's such a toxic culture with that stuff lately. And, it is, and all those people have been empowered in the last, oh, 18 months or so, too. Yes, they have. And now that you brought that up, there's some other uncomfortable shit we need to talk about too, Ryan. Yes. And that is, I, I, I can't remember her name. I know it's um, the, the the young lady who actually Jordan, asked the question. Jordan, Jordan Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Um, the, the young lady who, who asked Cam Newton a question yesterday, evidently has also tweeted out some Awfully racist shit yes. over the years. And as it happens, when there's a controversy between two people, people started 
searching her old tweets. Yes. So, I mean, listen. Now, now, look. Get real close to your speaker, or turn <laughs> your headphones all the way up, so you can hear exactly what I say right here. Free advice. It is possible for Cam Newton to be wrong as hell, and for the reporter to be wrong as hell, and that's exactly what the case is. Yep. So you don't get to give Cam a pass because she said some racist bullshit on Twitter before. Yeah. Just like you don't get to give her a pass because Cam was a sexist asshole to her yesterday. Yeah. These two people both deserve some scrutiny and uh, uh, shit, uh, a lot of backlash. Yeah. They both have a lot to answer for. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, what this comes down to is <laughs> respecting each other. Yeah. I, I saw some of her tweets and I was just like, wow. I yeah. mean, it, it, you know, uh, speaking of my PR firm, uh, <laughs> one of my first pieces of advice is probably going to be, hey, uh, if you could do me a good uh, a favor and yourself a favor too, why don't you search your own tweets for any words that maybe <laughs> you wouldn't want people to know that you used to tweet about? So this is, um, I said this before before we started, this is not just a racism issue. This is a competence issue because if yeah. you know you tweeted those words a long time ago, maybe once you t- take that job covering a team in the NFL, you might want to go back and take care of that. Yeah. Or not, you know, but whatever floats your boat. But at the end of the day, man, he shouldn't have said that shit. And she shouldn't have tweeted what she tweeted. No. But it but like you said, we, we seem to live in the uh the internet times world. where uh just you, you can say whatever you want to. Yeah. You can say whatever you want to. And whatever she said again, whatever she tweeted, it's not a license for you know people to go back and say fucked up stuff to her either. Yeah. Okay. She she has to answer for that the same way Cam has answered for what he said. Yeah, but this, you know, we we gotta start respecting each other again. Yeah, I, I, it is so rare for me to get a tweet or a reply tweet that is respectful if the person doesn't agree with me, and that's on any topic, whether it's football or politics or, or what the color of the sun is. Yeah, you know, if, if you agree with me, then sure, of course, it's mostly respectful. But if you disagree, you know, I, I got. You're calling me all kind of names and saying I got some kind of mental disorder. Yeah. That's not debating. That, that That is just putting other people down. And so at the end of the day, whether you're putting somebody down because they're a woman or you're putting somebody down because they're black or you're putting somebody down because of their religion or whatever you're using, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong and just need to cut that shit out. I think what a fucking good place to start that would be. I mean, you know, it's just simple common decency. And I don't know. I always take it for granted because my mom would have slapped the shit out of me if I ever said anything like that to somebody. So, you know, I could. But if people would just start there, I don't mean to sound naive. I, I know that sounds naive. But like, Jesus Christ, if you just treat people with an ounce of respect there's a snowball effect that comes with it. A positive snowball effect that comes with it. 
hey, you might get a little respect yourself if you fucking treat people with some respect online. You know what I mean? It's why does everyone treat me like this online? I only call people these names and words and idiots and all those other things when I disagree with them. I can't imagine why people treat me like this. <laughs> I tell you what, man, it's a it's a hell of a world we live in right now. It is. But you know what? We also have football. We do have so, football. And- <laughs> that is what I retreat into every time. Like at the end of the day, with all this other stuff we have to talk about, nothing really makes me happier than just watching football. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> I it's like my like the where they do that mindfulness or breathing techniques or whatever. It's like I just like oh, that's all right. I'll just turn on some coaches film and I think I'll be okay for a little bit here. <laughs> I mean, seriously, depending though, on which it, team it is, but yeah, well, yeah, you got to be very picky about it because it could make you go the other way. You could end up depressed. You, know? <laughs> you watch a little too much Seahawks offensive line. Oh team. God! You yeah. be calling your therapist. So I, I was gonna say, you know, that something you said earlier made me think about that. It's like you don't, you don't have to have played football to be knowledgeable about it, about the game, and learn about the game. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to have played football to be a left tackle for the Seahawks, apparently. So To be a starting <laughs> left tackle. I mean, <laughs> protecting the franchise quarterback. <laughs> hey, so I credit where credit is due. Tonight's Thursday night game, like, we've had some okay Thursday games this season, and, like, it looks like just looking at it on paper – we might have another good Thursday night game on our hands tonight. We should. I I think that both of the teams, the teams are matched up a little evenly. Um, but that's mostly because I feel like the Patriots have gone backwards a little bit this year. Yeah. And the, the Bucks have, have maybe taken a little step forward this year. Uh, they also get Doug Martin back tonight. I'm not sure how much he's going to play because he just came off suspension. Right. So uh, this this could be a situation where kind of two ships passing in the night, the Buccaneers ascending, and you know the 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 Patriots starting a little bit of a decline. I told I told people after their first game that defense has some some personnel issues that <laughs> yep. you can't really fix uh, with uh, schematically. So it doesn't matter how much scheming you do, uh, you're gonna have some personnel issues. And so far, the only thing that saved them from being one and three right now is that. Uh, Tom Brady has been playing out of his mind. Yeah, even better lost than, in the shuffle Tom. right now. Right, especially with all the new faces he's having to adjust to, mm-hmm. and uh, his, his favorite receiver Amendola being out. I, I got to tell you, he's been playing his ass off. Because if not, they easily are one and three right now, and it's not looking good at all. So this is kind of be for them a chance to 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 get going in the right direction if they can beat the Bucks team. But I, I just, I, again, I think fundamentally their defense just doesn't have enough talent on it, especially if the Bucks are clicking on offense tonight because the Bucks have talent everywhere. Yeah. It's just a matter of if Jameis Winston is really, really on tonight or not. Yeah. And he's still, he, he's still in a little bit of that pattern where he has that good game, bad game, up and down kind of thing going for him. But, I mean, I was telling somebody earlier, it's like, I mean, if you're the Bucks, I mean, I guess what you do is you just, like, there's not much you got to fear from the Patriots right now. I would, you know, you can go out and, and sling the ball around because they don't have the pass rush to stop you. And, like, the like I guess the thing that's the head-scratcher for me about the Patriots is they do have some talent in the backfield. I mean, that, like, that's sort of surprising to me that 
the secondary is as has been as bad as they've been. And like you saw that, like everyone was kind of passing that the the Fozzie Whitaker touchdown around last week because it had the you know the Patriots back D backs were looking like completely lost on the play and like he was almost unmolested for 50 yards of a touchdown and that was a shocker to me but like I guess that I mean to me like that should set up pretty well for you know an offense that's got Mike Evans and and Deshaun Jackson on it right I think as much as anything it's been a a a case of the secondary not being on the same page for whatever reason I know they got uh, Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, uh, is is a new uh, addition at cornerback, and, and and he was really good in Buffalo. And when he knows what he's doing, when he, when he's in sync with everybody else, he's been playing pretty well too so far. Yeah, but it's just it bust after bust after bust. Guys, not sure who has whom uh, on defense, and it, it's such a contrast. I remember a couple years ago, one of the things I noticed about. Um, the Broncos uh, defensive backs the year that they won the Super Bowl is they were always on the same page. Yeah. I mean, it just no matter what kind of formations or route combinations you threw at them, there was never there was hardly ever a time where you saw a guy running wide open down the field. Yeah. But with, with the Patriots, just like every game, it seems like two or three times uh, guys are just in disarray on the back end. And it seems like they always get hit on those plays, too. So. Uh, again, look, you, you make a mistake on Deshaun Jackson, that's going to be over fast. Yeah. You make a mistake on Mike Evans, that's going to be over pretty fast too. Maybe not quite as fast, but it's going to be over fast too. Then you yeah. got Cameron Bray. Then you have uh, the rookie tight end from Alabama. O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. Then you have a rookie wide receiver that's playing pretty well too. I mean, they have weapons yeah. all over the place. And their offensive line, while they're not physically imposing or – you know, somebody you think of uh, when you think about offensive lines right off the top of your head, good offensive lines, they've been playing relatively well, too. Yeah. So, uh, again, to me, it's all about Jameis Winston. If if he is in a groove tonight, he could easily light their ass up and yeah. blow them out because they just, they just still aren't playing together as a unit on the back end and, and, and on the front end. I was watching some All-22 today, and – I can't remember when Cam Newton had that much time in the pocket to just pat the football. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because their offensive line hasn't been Not exactly imposing either. Um, but he just time after time, now there weren't always guys open, but time after time I'm watching him going second, third, fourth, fifth read. I'm like, man, they got to do something about it. They have to figure out a way to man- manufacture a pass rush when, because right now, Trey Flowers, now number 91, I can't remember his name, number 91 is coming on too. He, he's doing a little bit more as far as getting a little bit more pressure. But by and large, it's still just, it's either Trey Flowers or that or that's it. Nobody else is getting um, pressure unless they're schemed into it. Yeah. So I, I, I just, look, again, the Bucks have done a good job of keeping Jameis clean for the most part. So you would think that they would do the same thing again tonight. But this will be the perfect time for somebody to step up in that front seven for the Patriots tonight and get pressure on Jameis Winston other than Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers is still playing his ass off, but, man, I mean, when you're the only guy, you're going to get a whole lot of extra attention. Mm-hmm. So it's incumbent on the other guys who are getting one-on-ones to get pressure, and just so far they've had a hard time doing that. Yeah. Oh, and I just saw 
uh, I think their starting nose tackle didn't even make the trip. The Patriots, that oh, is. Shit. So yeah, I, I mean it's shaping up for to look like a Bucks victory, but you just know, like you said, <laughs> they still have that kind of up and down reputation: win one, lose one. Yeah. And, and and I just feel like until they win two, three, four, five in a row, we can't really trust them yet. Yeah. And the Patriots have a pretty good record um, after a loss too, which is always something I notice. I look through like the spreads and stuff like that. I was reading a, a bit about that. It's always a red flag. Another big, you know what the other big game this week is? I, there's a few games this week that are kind of a headline matchups. Um, I'll tell you the one I'm kind of looking forward to because uh, they're two hot teams right now. Hot teams. They're talking about, there's some sports radio cliches for you. Um, the Sunday night game, Kansas City at Houston. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a very interesting game. I think I had to pick Houston. Yeah. Um, see, that's another thing. It's it's one quarter of the season is gone now. It's week we go heading into week five. Yep. And so I always give myself a little leeway the first four weeks to make mistakes. <laughs> um, you know, take chances, but also I, I feel like the first four weeks of any given season, you're still finding out about that particular team. Yeah. Right. You're used to some teams being good and some teams being bad, but every once in a while, in those first four games those teams will kind of reverse themselves. Yeah. And you have to be able to notice that. Yeah. And to me, um, when you look at Denver, Denver is a very good team, very solid team. But to me, man, the Texans with Deshaun Watson look to be mo- – they, 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 they're gaining strength mm-hmm. as the season goes on. I think uh, J.J. Watt, even though his sack numbers still aren't there, he's looking more and more like the J.J. Watt we're used to seeing. Uh, Jadavion Clowney had another sack yeah. last week, so that's uh, three in the last two weeks, and so they seem to be getting some momentum going. They're starting to get rolling with a little bit, and they're really getting behind. Oh, they got Will Fuller back, yeah, too. And he, he had scored like two last touchdowns. week, yeah, two times. He had two touchdowns, and one of them was just on a beautiful ball, oh, a beautiful yeah. ball that Deshaun Watson threw. And so you're looking and you're like, wait a minute. You know, normally you just you just would assume Denver would beat Houston. I think Houston has a really good chance to beat Denver this week, uh, especially KC. Uh, Trevor, I'm sorry, KC this week, um, especially. Uh, I think it was the right guard uh, got hurt. KC's right guard got hurt uh, last yeah, week, so the... that, so their offensive line is going to be a little bit patchwork. Yeah, for a while. So I I just really think, you know, this this will be the time for for kind of. I, I'm not saying that the Texans are better than Kansas City. I just think right now, maybe they're catching KC at the right time. Yeah. Where they're a little bit banged up, and and, and the Texans are kind of, like I said, they kind of got their ball rolling now. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder, why in the shit did they start Tom Savage in the beginning of the season anyway? Well, we know why. They were scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were scared. It was yeah. and and, and, and <laughs> they almost have to be thankful that they played uh, the Jaguars in Week One. Yeah, because had they played a team that didn't have as good of a defensive line, they might have played. Tom Savage might have played just enough for them to lose, <laughs> yeah. and they'd have just kept sticking with them. 
but it, it became so apparent after what nine sacks in the first half that maybe you can't <laughs> win with this guy <laughs> in the national football. <laughs> But I, I just think they were trying to be cautious at first, and then they just saw that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to work. You can't do that. I, I'm not. I'm almost certain had he not come to the game already losing, Deshaun Watson probably wouldn't have got sacked once that game. But yeah. a, a few times he was just trying to hang in there because they needed to throw the football. They had to at that point. Yeah. But um, I said that. But when that game started, like, what are y'all doing? And 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 and, and now. Now it's it's very apparent that he should have been st- playing uh, all along. I think somebody asked Bill O'Brien finally why he didn't start him right off the bat, or if maybe somebody else forced him to play Tom Savage. Yeah, but he said it was his decision, so I, I give him props for for owning it. Yeah, but it was just dumb because they easily could have been four and zero right now. I mean, yeah. the Jaguars are still the Jaguars. I put it that way. <laughs> I don't want to do all that. I'm just saying, the Jaguars, you know, borders haven't been quite as awful as maybe we thought it would be, but uh, they're still the Jaguars. That was a very winnable game, and they just had a terrible guy quarterback in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Brian, like I, he, you know, that's funny, and all that quality of play debate that was going on the first two weeks of the season. One thing nobody really talked about was like coaching in the NFL and like, Oh, I think O'Brien's done a great job this season, but like, he's still like, he has those like where he clinches up those overly conservative coaching moments. You know what I mean? You saw that. I mean, I think that's probably why they, they would have been, they'd be three and one if not some of that stuff in the fourth quarter against the Patriots two weeks ago. But then you saw that, like, you know, the, and then the Savage decision, you know, like probably erring on the side of caution to start Tom Savage this season in week one. But I, that was a, that's, I mean, we was, we was all questioning Bill O'Brien. After like maybe he's not really this quarterback guru. We thought the quarterback whisperer. Uh, right. But I give him credit. <laughs> he, he, he's done a good job. He has. Adjusting since then. And I'll tell you this much. If you had concerns about Kaepernick this offseason fitting fitting in oh as a God. backup because they would have to change the offense if he came into the game, well, by goodness, I'm sure you are mad that Tom Savage has a job right now because oh, yeah. it ain't a chance, it ain't a snowball's chance in hell that he can run the offense that Watson is running right now. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a fucking – it ain't he, – he, last week, Deshaun Watson ran a speed option to the open inside. He ran a triple option, which is basically, you know, the full option. Yeah. They had a fullback uh, fake and everything. A couple quarterback draws, at least one of them went for a touchdown. And if you think Tom Savage can do any of that, I need to know who your weed dealer is. <laughs> well, and like, that's what kills me. It's like this Chiefs, this Chiefs Texans matchup. There's two teams that run a shitload of stuff like that. I mean, their whole offenses are like that. And, like, you see, I mean, to quote PFT Commoner, it's a copycat league. And you see a lot more (laughs) of that around the NFL this year. And, my goodness, for a quarterback like Kaepernick who can only run these kind of option spread offenses, or so I'm told, there sure are a lot of teams running these kind of offenses this year. Crazy how that works. Isn't it? It's 
isn't it funny how that works? That that we notice after the season starts that, hey, there's plenty of teams that run this kind of stuff. I mean, I, there was ev- evidently a report uh, yesterday that, that that Deshaun Kaiser kind of wishes he had a vet showing him the ropes. You trying to tell me Cap can't do the stuff they're doing in Cleveland right now? Oh yeah, yeah. But 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 as you recall, Hugh Jackson said he wasn't even considered. No. And then the other day, <laughs> after the Titans, the Titans, with Marcus Mariota Titans, those, those Titans, the one where <laughs> last week Mar- Mariota ran for a long touchdown, those yeah. Titans, signed Brandon Whedon. Yeah. And said they did not even consider Colin Kaepernick. I mean, it, it's just funny to your boy. The law offseason, we hear, oh, he, he can't be a backup. He They have to change the whole offense. Yeah. Now you got all these terrible-ass quarterbacks as backups playing in systems that are a lot more suited to Kaepernick yeah. than they are to them. So, you know, it's just funny to me. You know, somebody's going to have to explain this to me like I'm a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, shit. I mean, we got E.J. Manuel starting for a – team that's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Maybe for as much as six weeks. I mean, come on. You're telling me that you'd rather have, you'd rather pin your season's hopes, potentially six weeks of it, make or break stretch on EJ Manuel <laughs> right now. Let, let, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> Imagine Kaepernick and Marshawn Lynch in the same backfield. Oh yeah, and they and they run a read option the way uh, Lynch used to run it with Russell Wilson back yeah. when they both you know three years ago when they was really rolling their yeah. first Super Bowl. You trying to tell me Kaepernick can't do that and win a few games for oh. you, especially when you got Khalil Mack uh, just playing his ass off on the other side? Yeah, because I can probably, look EJ Manuel. I don't have anything against the guy personally, but he's a terrible ass quarterback. Yeah, he just is. I mean, he made some of the worst throws. Last week, he was determined to throw an interception. Almost threw one. And then he was like, ah, that didn't work. Let me do it this time. <laughs> and still, find, look, it was, the game was 10-6. They lost 10-6. to six. Yeah. The defense was playing lights out. They just oh, needed yeah. a little bit of help. And you're sacrificing wins because you're still mad at a guy that already has said he wouldn't even keep kneeling. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't that ironic? That the guy that said he wouldn't kneel anymore is a guy still on the outside looking in? Yeah. It's amazing, And it's teams it? that need him. Yeah. Need him. Desperately. I'm going to tell you, Jets fans feeling good about themselves right now. Y'all, y'all barely, barely beat the Jaguars, I think, or what have you. <laughs> Look, don't feel too good. You you can feel good right now. It ain't going to feel good like this the whole season. You no. have count in there. I can promise you. Because I've seen him play, right? I've seen some of these. Like, look, the other day, uh, you had Mike Glennon, quote-unquote, win. And this is why I hate quarterback wins. He won. The Bears won a couple weeks ago. He threw 400 yards. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, maybe it went the Bears. Shit, it might have been the Jets. It might have been McCown. Somebody, he was a quarterback that won throwing 400 yards. I mean, the Y'all really like watching that? <laughs> you really like watching that? Seriously? Yeah. You Jets fans, you really feel good about Josh McCown. Tell the truth. You ain't got to tell me. 
Look in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look in the mirror and try to convince yourself you really happy about Josh McCown. Yeah. As your quarterback. Yeah. Because I, I can promise you, Raiders fans, if you are happy about EJ Manuel right now, you won't be for very long. No. It, may, it must be because you, you just never had a chance to watch him in Buffalo. You won't be happy for very long if you're happy with EJ Manuel right now. Yeah. So I just, it's just amazing because at this point, look, at this point, we can start looking at teams that are actually losing games that they could win, but they still are refusing to sign Kaepernick. Before it was all still kind of uh, theory. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now the rubber is hitting the road. And so yeah. you see these teams that were supposed to be playoff contenders this year start falling off because their backup quarterback is terrible. Yep. Then you'll know for sure that these teams value, you know, sending a message that blew up in their face over winning football games this year. And you as a fan. Yeah. Should actually be outraged about that. Yeah. Because it's it just makes it, – it makes the game worse. It makes the quality of play worse. It makes – your team lose games. Your team is more concerned about <laughs> avoiding controversy. And like, I know we talked about this last week, but just like, oh, well, all these teams went on their way to quote unquote, avoid controversy. Well, guess what? Controversy found them anyway, didn't it? I mean, <laughs> the funny thing about this is just like, I-, I could see, I could really see a situation where, Kaepernick, uh, in an alternate universe, Kaepernick gets signed this offseason, ends up working his way up to starter, isn't kneeling anymore or anything, and the protests really are pretty much over at this point. Yeah. Like, it's more just him talking about the things that he's doing and the things he wants to do to uh, help facilitate facilitate change. Yeah. But there's not probably not people, many people still kneeling or, or stuff of that nature. Yeah. And it probably wouldn't have even attracted Trump's attention because he got so much other shit he wants to complain about every day. He actually caught more attention from Trump being out of the league than in the league. Yeah. So you couldn't have played this any worse if you were the NFL. No. This clumsy attempt, well, it's not an attempt, this clumsy... uh, Trying to play it both ways. Trying to have it all in the end, just trying to, well... Well, we're not going to sign Kaepernick because he's controversial and we don't want controversy. And then we don't want, we don't want some team getting Trump tweeting about him. And it's just shit, man. And then they got it way worse than they would have. Way, oh, yeah. worse. way worse. That's the whole thing. When he made those comments a couple weeks ago and the NFL, like, Oh, we got to get this unity stuff out, man. We got to get this unity stuff out. It's like, you know what would nip this whole thing in the bud real quick. Sign somebody sign Kaepernick. I mean, Trump will tweet about it, yeah. But I, I guarantee you, it'd do a hell of a lot more than the unity stuff was. Because guess what happened when they tried to do the unity stuff anyway? Well, they fucking get booed. The players kneel in prayer before the national anthem, and the fans are booing the shit out of them. Yep, in Baltimore. Yeah. In Baltimore. They literally, over the PA system, said, explained what the players yeah. were doing. So people would know if they weren't sure yeah. that they were kneeling before the anthem to to pray for unity for this nation. And just like I told you last week was going to happen, yep. they got their ass booed yep. again. Yeah. And then you got players for the Ravens after the game tweeting like, well, what y'all really mad about? I- I'm glad they kind of figured it out 
Yeah. I'm glad if that's what it takes for players to understand that this was never about the flag and never about the anthem is people booing them when they try to do this mealy mouth yep. compromise bullshit. Yep. Cause at the end of the day, they were gonna boo regardless. Yep. They're booing you because they don't want to talk about police brutality. Yeah. They don't care about your concerns. They don't care whether it's an anthem or anything else. They just want you to shut up. Yeah. yeah. That that's what it boils down to. They want you to shut up and just play football. Yep. And and I wish more players understood that so they wouldn't go along with it. So far, um, Akeem Spence said he wanted to kneel after his father lost a job because he knelt the first time. Yeah. But but he felt compelled to link arms because everybody else was doing it. Yeah. And then we have the story of uh, 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 the wide receiver for Washington. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor, where evidently um, people were wondering why he flipped off the bird at, at Chiefs fans, and evidently he said that uh, he was the subject of the N-word several times. Yeah. And, and, and again, he said that before this even happened, before he got the N-word uh, thrown to him, he wanted to kneel, but he didn't because the team had made the choice to to yep. be unified. Yep. Because at the look, this, this is some cold ass game. The whole point of these unity displays are to are to silence the protest. Yeah. Because you know, listen, if there's 52 players saying they want to stand and link arms, and you're the 53rd guy that doesn't want to do it. That's some hell of fire pressure, man. Oh, yeah. Because now everything goes from from just, you know, kind of the attention being dispersed to now you're the troublemaker. Yeah. Even though you're kneeling or sitting, as Marcus Peters did, whatever you're doing that has up to now really not been much of a distraction. You just, you know, you're doing your own thing. Now it's a distraction because everybody wants to do it but you. Yeah, and I can promise you, if that happens on any team, that player's name will get leaked, and they'll get blowback like you've never seen before in your life. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of this whole unity bullshit is to quell the protest. Yeah. Oh and yeah. It's, work- it's working just as intended. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? And if the NFL, if it works like the NFL wants to do in two weeks, it'll just you know what I mean. That nobody nobody be talking about anything. Not even the issues that we need to be talking about. I mean, think about it. You can't none of these people even tell you what they're unified about? No, exactly. You ask them, okay, you, this is your unity stance. Unified about what? They definitely won't tell you we're all unified about the need for police reform and uh, you know the concerns about police brutality. They absolutely won't say that. No. So what are you unified about? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna get number crickets. <laughs> So, like I said, but it's working as intended because guys keep falling for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And and still, and it and then you bring it all back home, and there there are still a handful of teams that need a quarterback. And there's a quarterback out there that can help, and he still doesn't have a job. I mean, shit. The minute the president said something and no matter you're in a lose-lose situation then no matter what because 
then it's just constantly going to be those media outlets and Drudge Report and all that stuff are just going to damned if you do, you know? Yeah, but to me, really and truly, I feel like the owners still don't really get the dynamic here. No. They could shape public opinion. Oh, yeah. They, they, They have all these fan bases, and you look at Sean Payton. Uh, the, the the head coach for the Saints, right? And it comes out this week for uh, you know gun control after the massacre in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I'm sure he got a whole bunch of vitriol. Oh, I can't. But you know what? That. I bet you there's some people that say, "Well, hey, if it's good enough for the Saints head coach, it's good enough for me." Yeah. And so th- these owners, these powerful men could have taken the opportunity to stand up to Trump. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been a whole lot he could have done about it. Because no. I promise you, like I said, you, you look at how many times the NFL actually does win the PR war. Hell, they have people cheering for management. People that hate their job, hate their <laughs> oh, boss, yeah. hate their manager. <laughs> Never ceases to amaze me. Get on Twitter and tell players, you just shut up and do your job. Right? Yeah. So if they really wanted to, they could have made a stand. And guess who? He would have backed off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would have backed off. Look, he said, well, he made threats to the North Korean uh, uh, dictator. But he's going to do this if he was threatened again. And the North, North Korean dictator couldn't wait to threaten us again. <laughs> now, thankfully, nothing happened because, look, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't have a nuclear fallout shelter uh, anywhere around me. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. But it's not like people haven't stood up to this guy and won before. No. So it's just it, this whole coward act of running from him and being scared of a president's tweets. It's just amazing to me. These are men who sat across from players during the last uh, uh, negotiation before they locked the players out and were pounding their fists into their palm talking about we're going to break you. Oh, yeah. But you're running around scared. When it comes to Trump, that's just to me the most amazing part of this is because I really thought once he started challenging them, these these successful guys who made all this money, way more successful businessmen than him. Yeah. Even if they supported him in the election, weren't about to let him, you know, talk shit about them and their business or hurt their business. But it's been quite the opposite. And the one thing I keep saying to myself is, you know, normally. <laughs> When it comes down to it, the big political donors are the are the people that politicians fear the most most of the time. They're always trying to please their top donors. So why why is why is why is the NFL dancing? It, yeah. It's usually the donors that make the politicians dance. Why are they dancing right now? And, and it's just to me, it's just they don't really care. They don't care. They don't care about police brutality. They don't care about the players' concerns. The only thing they really care about is money and how much they're going to make. Mm-hmm. And they just are, are scared that they're going to lose a few dollars. Yeah, yeah. When, like I said, if they played it right, they could have came out as looking like um, the winners and had more people on their side in the first place. But instead, we get... Well, maybe we'll do a uh, <laughs> what are they playing a community 
a community concerns or, or social concerns month. Did they think, even agree to that? No, they're talking about it. Talking. Yeah. Of course they're talking about it. But I think we talked about this last week. They don't care unless they can make some money off of it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Look, just so. wait till we see the, the social justice jerseys <laughs> and the social justice uh, uh, glove. Social justice bandanas can be yours for the low, low price of $59.95. <laughs> Uh, Y'all, we already know what's coming. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can monetize it, when it's like when that came out, when they when they dug into the numbers on all the pink stuff for Cancer Awareness Month, and lo and behold, not a lot of that money was going to cancer awareness. Nope, but they still wearing it today. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they will be. This will be this weekend. I mean, tonight and this weekend, it'll be. It's pink season, man. Oh, and just go on NFL uh, shop. They got everything for. Oh yeah, all of it. The dazzle pink jersey. <laughs> they can make money off of it. There you go. Oh, the, like I said, that's all they care about. So. No, and you know what? It's like that. For all this talk, I mean, the NFL is kind of one of those things now. It's so big and it's so, I mean, it, it, it represents, you know, it's big enough and ill-defined enough that it kind of, rep- like, it's easy, it's an easy spot to make a cultural war battle over it because, but, like, you know, the NFL pushes that shit and they do stuff like that and they do stuff like they're going to shove Thursday night football down your throat no matter how bad it is for the over I mean I know we've had some decent games this year but like no matter how bad it is for the overall product and the overall player health and safety they're going to do it anyway they're going to move the Chargers to Los Angeles even though Los Angeles does not give two shits about that team there they're all they're going to do all this stuff to make as much cash as they can and in the end they're going to end up paying for it. I guarantee you. In the end, that's going to be the stuff that cuts the NFL where it hurts. Anyway, uh, well, we got, uh, we've got we got some good games on tap this weekend. I suspect hopefully we'll have even more football to talk about next week if everyone can sort of keep their mouth. If, if Cam and anyone else and the president and everybody else can keep from saying, refrain from saying stupid shit for a week. Yeah, right. But I'm not going to hold my breath. That's for goddamn sure. Right. Because it's just been that kind of year <laughs> already. I mean, it, it would be so nice just to, just to be able to talk football, but man, these guys just can't shut up. I know. Like, here we are, Steve. Like, I want to stick to sports, but y'all won't let us. Won't let us. Won't let us. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Yep. All right, man. Um, well, let's check back next week. Unless you know, just give me a heads up if your uh, if your PR firm takes off <laughs> the next few days. I will totally understand. Listen, you'll know. You just see somebody's <laughs> gonna fuck up real bad, and they're gonna come out and they're just gonna say two words. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then we'll and know. I'm gonna be in the background talking about cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy in the background making the cash register noise doing? Cha-ching! <laughs> I mean, it's not hard. It's just not hard. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll do it again next week. How's that sound? Can't wait.